Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video series. We talk about digital marketing tactics and strategies to help grow your business. Today, I'm very excited to have a great guest on the show, uh, Tony Guarnacha, Tony G, as his friends know him. Um, really glad to have you uh, join us on the show. You're the author of Small Steps to Grow Profits and founder of Results Trained. Thanks again, Tony. Hi, great. Nice to be, nice to be here. Appreciate the opportunity here today. You bet. So, you know, Tony, as, as we were, you know, just kind of talking a little bit before we got on air, you were sharing with me your story, and I, I'd love for you to yeah. kind of share that again with, with our group. Absolutely. So um, I grew up in small business. My parents had a small Italian bakery, uh, and, you know, they were great uh, bakers. We had amazing food. Unfortunately, there were some things they didn't quite know about business. And so uh, when I was 12, we lost everything. So the business folded, the bakery went business, and we had to live in my oldest sister's basement uh, for a period of time. And so uh, that was a big challenge. And so we, we kind of looked at how we can overcome that. And over time, uh, I grew up, of course, and, and went to college. And I went to school to learn business and entrepreneurship. And I'm looking back now, it's, I realized it was really to kind of redeem uh, uh, the failure that we had in my family. And so I went back with my parents and started another business, another bakery. And, but this time it was different because we were taking cakes. We were mailing them across the country. And if you've ever seen like those photo cakes where you can put a photo on the cake, we took that concept and made it uh, a promotional product that can be mailed anywhere. And we, and we actually won Best New Product at the New York Incentive Show and ended up landing some dream clients. So we mailed a birthday cake to Jennifer Lopez. We mailed a birthday cake to Jay-Z. It was pretty incredible. Uh, and we also had some great corporate clients. But then kind of reality bit, uh, even though we had you know the best PR, we were on the top of the search engines, we had so many things going for us, we still didn't have everything we needed. And that business also failed. And so here I am, newly married, with a baby on the way, again, without any revenue income coming in and, and homeless again, unfortunately. And so I thought to myself, clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. And I didn't learn what I needed to from going to college and learning entrepreneurship there. So I said to myself, who, who actually does know? Who knows how to run a business? And what came to mind was the best companies in the world. And so I went on a journey to work with the absolute best companies in the world. And, and I did exactly that. I worked with Google, with ADP, Ford Motor Company, General Motors, um, a lot of the top names across many different industries. And um, I kind of cut my chops there and learned why I wanted to. But my heart was always with entrepreneurship and small business. And so what I did was after about a 10-year stint across many different corporations, I left and started my own agency uh, roughly seven years ago. And now recently in the past year and a half, I started a training and consulting company. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy how I think your story really resonates um, with a lot of people right now who may find themselves not because their business failed, 
Um, but maybe because the business that they worked for, you know, was has really been hit hard by what's happening uh, as a result of the pandemic. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the latest numbers are. I want to say, you know, we reached uh, somewhere around 30 plus million uh, Americans who have filed for unemployment. And, you know, the, the numbers already suggested before this thing ever hit that the gig economy, you know, the, the economy that's powered by people who leverage their assets, whether it's their vehicle or their house, or, or their talents, um, you know that that they would that they would power uh, more than forty percent of the workforce in America, and that was before all this happened. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, what we're seeing is that as the country begins to open back up, and as people, you know, begin to really think about, okay, am I going back to work? Am I starting uh, my, my own solo practice? Um, they were just like you uh, at that starting point. And I bet that, you know, through your history, I mean, that was in the, the 90s. So fast, fast forward a couple of decades now, you've probably learned some really core things. What, what would you say are the three things that people right now really need to have as part of their core when it comes to growing their business, whether I'm trying to grow my, my own personal business, uh, you know, as a solopreneur or whether I'm trying to grow it as a small business owner, what are those three things, Tony? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've been very fortunate. I've worked with companies at all different levels, uh, 10,000 in fact, 10,000 businesses over the course of years and, and many different levels of entrepreneurs. I've, I've worked with a number of billionaires I work with people that are just starting. But really what separates people uh, and how far they get in, in success is really coming down to those three things, uh, which are your resources. And that can be fit into three buckets, how you allocate your time, how you allocate your money, and how you allocate your effort. Those three things are really what determine how well you're going to progress and how quickly you're going to get there. Yeah. And so, you know, go ahead. I mean, what are what do you think if you look at those three areas, you know, what are some um, missteps or what are some mistakes, uh, you know, in any one of those three buckets that that you think are often the the thing that, you know, causes a business to fail? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I'm looking at growth, I like to look at the lens of those three areas and, and prioritize them. And so depending on the circumstance, I, I break businesses down to three categories. Category number one is they're ready to scale. So maybe you're trying to get from five figures to six figures, six figures to seven figures, or seven figures to eight figures. And that's, you're kind of in growth mode. The other category is you are in kind of stagnant mode. You're really not moving anywhere, and, and you kind of want to break through a certain threshold, not quite at the scaling level, but kind of just break out of being stagnant. And the third category is crisis mode, which unfortunately a lot of businesses find themselves right now, which is kind of where you're in survival mode. And so based on the stage of your business, you want to change your allocation of time, money, and resources. So given the current climate now, I'll speak to one of them specifically, which is crisis mode. So if you're in crisis, you really want to look at the lens of time, 
effort and money this way. So number one, money. In this situation, you want to conserve your money as much as possible. So you don't want to spend it frivolously. And so you want to kind of understand money across two dimensions. One, profitability, how much money you have. How can you ex expand that amount of money? And number two, when the money comes in, which is known as cash flow. And so just to get real tactical from a money perspective, issue number one, if you're in crisis, figure out how to cut expenses. Mm. That might be reallocating where you're spending the money. It might be like what I did in my business is I, uh, first thing I did was look at my expenses, like literally go through my credit card statements, figure out which things I can eliminate. Then I looked at and say, okay, which things can I negotiate? Is there certain things I can get uh, buy in advance and get a lower price for? Or is there certain things I can, uh, you know, uh, buy it with a group of people and get a discounted rate? You know, is there a sale going on, deals, you know, anything like that to reduce the cost? And then the other element is when it's coming in. So after you have your expenses aligned, and, and the other side, of course, there's two sides here. It's expenses and your revenue. Also figure out how can you get more money? How do you make your existing clients more profitable? So that's kind of on the on the profit side. The other side of it is the cash flow. When is it coming in? And so you the principle is you want to get paid quicker and spend money slower. Mm -hmm. And so for that, you know, call up any clients that haven't paid recently. You know, make sure you get your receivables in order, you know, the money you have coming in. And then in terms of uh, expenses, see if you can negotiate with your suppliers, your vendors, how you can delay payments. And so that's one of the core principles. Just to speak of money, you know, I speak about the other two factors in my book, but just to give you a sense on how that works. Yeah. You know, I think one of the trends that we're seeing right now, Tony, is there there has been a a wicked grip on the status quo when it comes to advertising and marketing, especially for your institutional companies. And what I mean by institutional companies is companies that have been in business for 10, 20, 30, 50 years. And, you know, they've grown their business over the last several decades uh, with some very sort of, you know, core uh, and, and in many cases, traditional means of, promoting and advertising their business. And right now, I mean, there are institutional businesses that are literally, they might as well just set their marketing advertising dollars on fire. Because if you're, if you're spending, you know, five, 10, $15,000 a month in billboard ads and TV radio spots, we're not going anywhere. We're freaking staying at home. But exactly. They sign contracts or they, they've they always done it this way. They they get together in these meetings and they're like, what are we coming up with for billboards next month? Or what's going to be in our you know full page ad in the newspaper? And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like you could take a fraction of that and put it in digital and, and see an incredible return on your investment that's trackable, um, you know, where you can see some very uh, data-driven, you know, information and and literally like the the full-page ad that you put in that, you know, daily paper in your market that you spent, you know, and again, I know all markets vary, but, you know, in most cases, you're going to spend about two, three, five thousand dollars for a full-page color ad in, 
in a in a um, in a newspaper in a digital world that is that's literally turning your 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 marketing nickels into ten dollar bills. Yes. So Absolutely. I I think in line with businesses um, who are trying to come out of and and open back up. If in the past they were they were marketing and spending their advertising in some of these overpriced traditional outlets, you cannot go back to that methodology. You will you will no. have to close your doors after having already been closed. So right. I think that's a very just practical example of when you talk about, you know, cutting back expenses or pivoting the way you did business before, I think that's a very, you know, uh, a, a very solid um, uh, piece of advice. I think the other thing that's interesting is this sort of um, the salary shuffle that seems to be happening right now where, you know, you've got maybe senior people who've been let go or the business folded and they're reopening. They can't afford to have that senior person but they need the experience of that. And I think that um, that's why groups like yours who provide training or, you know, agencies who have teams of people that it's it's more cost effective to, you know, outsource at a flat rate compared to a full time senior with workers comp and paid leave and all those kinds of things. I mean, that's 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 a savvy move you may need to make right now. Yeah, there's been a major shift. So I would say roughly three to five years ago, there was a big shift to moving everything in-house um, and into larger companies to do all the marketing in-house. Now I predict it's going to go back the other way because people are realizing that's an expense. And also the other problem with that is the, there's no cross-pollination. So when you're working with a consultant or an agency, uh, they're looking at across many different clients and they get different perspectives. When you tend to do something all in-house, you're only getting that one person's perspective. And it's usually kind of, you know, everyone's thinking the same way. The value an agency brings, especially in times like this, is perspective. And so I think that's really important. And I think that's why you're going to see a shift back to using either freelancers, you know, agencies, and, and kind of other resources beyond just in-house. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the same thing's going to happen. I think that there are there are very talented senior people who would be a valuable part of a team and they will become, you know, these solopreneurs, uh, almost like a, a yeah. CFO for hire, if you will, but it might be a, a CMO for hire, right? A, a chief marketing officer right. for hire where I don't need to literally pay you a fat salary for you to sit your fat butt in a chair in my office I need I need to pay for your expertise on a very specific strategic uh, tactic that I need for you to to perform a, a deliverable. So I do. I think you're right. I think we're going to see this again. It's the gig economy um, put together in corporate America that we've not seen, but because of Zoom and Google Meet yeah. and remote offices. Um, you know, the the boomers who've been in the C-suite who, you know, they come from the industrial revolution model of the only way for you to have a productive team 
is to have butts and seats in offices in brick and mortar locations, right? Right. So when you talk about scaling back and looking at your expenses to optimize cash flow, this has to be a strategy, but it's scary. It is. It is. You've not. You've I not. Think that's yeah. It is. I think that's where you're going to have growth in another area, which I, I'm looking at myself personally. It's advisory services. So imagine if you can just call someone on demand when there's a certain problem and you get that solution from that person. So maybe someone that's on retainer or maybe it's a different model where you're calling almost like an Uber. Like you're calling you know, a car on demand. Imagine if you could get the expert that knows WordPress or knows marketing automation on demand and you're not, they're not even on salary and maybe they're not even on retainer, but they're there when you have to ask a certain question. I think you'll see growth in that segment as, as well. That's kind of what I'm predicting. Yeah. Well, Tony, I, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of, of, of business owners who are who are wrestling with these topics that we've talked about. Um, and they're really trying to figure out how can they grow their profits? And yes. I, I, I love the fact that you've got a new book coming out in July, uh, Small Steps to Grow Profits. Why? Why that? Why that book? And, and tell me the backstory about it. Uh, and, and I can imagine you're super excited. I know you're a dad. I know you've got kids. This is probably the new kid that's going to be born in July. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the book. Yeah, so Small Steps is something I'm very passionate about. And, and the name came from actually another pandemic. So my mother uh, is 84, and she is a polio survivor. So in the late 30s, there was a pandemic going around then. It was called polio. And it was a very similar to what you have today. People were in ventilators back then, which they called iron lungs. There was uh, mass, the whole bit. So it was a very similar struggle. And in fact, my mother was not able to walk until she was 14. And one of the things I learned from her is that if you have a big challenge, if you're in a situation where you're struggling and you don't know if you're going to make it, kind of like when we were bankrupt and lost everything, she has gone through that challenge her whole life. And what she always taught me was to break the problem down and do it in small steps because that's how she learned to walk. She couldn't walk until she was 14, but she kept at it. And little by little, she learned how to walk. It was a painful process, but she, she survived and she, and she had victory and she still can walk today when a lot of people can't at her age. So it's really a testament to her. So that was kind of how the name came from small steps and, and mm -hmm. how it applies to business is that to have success, you have to take the small steps. You can't be overwhelmed, but you kind of have to look at, okay, what's the next thing I have to do? And, and what I did was I broke down how a business can grow into just six steps, which I call the results loop. And I walked people through the book based on everything I learned by working with the best companies. I brought that to small businesses they, so they can also have the same level or not maybe the same level, but their level of success that they can attain. Yeah, Tony, I, I man, I can't agree with you any more than to think about you, you said a word that I think really resonates with a lot of people right now. And that's the feeling of just overwhelmed, being overwhelmed yeah. with all of the decisions um, that I need to make right now and, and being paralyzed. What if I make the wrong decision? Um, you know, because we're we're having to think about big things like, you know, breaking leases or, you know, selling, um, you know, 
brick and mortar property locations that we've had for a long time. I mean, there are just so many big things out there. And I think that um, when you when you simplify things and, and you break them down to incremental movements of moving the needle incrementally and, and keeping that momentum, um, I, I, I think now is the perfect time for your book. I can't wait for it to come out. And I am just really glad you took time out of your day. Uh, you know, I know the things that you guys have going over at uh, Results Trained and some of the other um, projects that you're involved with. I know you're a busy guy. So I really, really appreciate your time um, being on the show today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. And, um, you know, if people are interested in learning more about the book, I actually took some of the best chapters out of it. I post it on my website absolutely for free. I don't even ask for a form because I want to get this word out. Uh, you just go to Small Steps Manifesto and anyone can download it free of charge. So that's smallstepsmanifesto.com? Correct. Great. All right, Tony G, it's been a pleasure. Have yourself a great weekend. Let's stay in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, this is Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for tuning in to the Digital Marketing Podcast. Have yourself a great weekend. Take care.